I don't watch much of the other products, so I didn't really see it. You stay here! You stay here with Stephanie! You take me to him! Take me to the son of a bitch! Take me to him! Come on! Go! 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 Where is the son of a bitch? Where is he? Let's even have a pot notes thing done for this week. Or are we just winging the whole fucking show? I am 100% professional. I have a full note stock done because I'm that good. Oh, look at this. Look at this. This is a man who's gunning for Steve's spot. Oh, yeah. We're, we're just kicking him out of the show. He doesn't know it yet. Yeah, he'll figure it out when he re- listens back. But yeah. RIP, Steve. RIP, Steve. Well, you know, when someone gets such a serious dose of the penis aids, then. Yeah. You know, you got, you got, you got a plan for the future. You know, so exactly, exactly, exactly. That's what happens when you know you you wake up one morning and find just drooping, drooping, drooping drool from all of the penis aids. That's like it's it's worrying when it really when it gets that bad. You know, you need to sort stuff out, and like the world isn't long for you. Like you're exactly. It's like when you have to get like a literal bucket of Dettol antibacterial liquid and yeah. just, like, throw it over yourself to try to disinfect yourself yeah if that's only going to buy you another couple of weeks though you're, you're pretty much fucked yeah and not the good kind of fucked no 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 that 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 might be how you end up in that situation though uh, you never know uh, yeah i hear he was riding all around him up in mayo when he was a teenager sorry riddled riddled i heard matt riddled mm. all the cousins Mm-hmm. Yep. So yeah, that was a lovely uh, hot open to a Ledger Wrestling podcast episode two hundred and seventeen. Way so, boom. Uh, yeah. See, we're fucking professional, yo. So Steve is actually off at a wedding. Hopefully, getting pissed if he finds a bar. Apparently, it's like a, a secret bar. Oh, uh, we might have a run in during the show, and Steve might explain more. But it took great effort to find this bar. Oh, I need detail on this. While uh, our brother and Nicky is thankfully recovering from the penis aidsectomy, so he should be hopefully recovered by next week. Ah, that's that'll be good because uh, yeah, I, I got to go get another follow up treatment for my last dose. Mm. So uh, yeah, I'm going to be in the clinic getting getting treated next Friday. So you'll have to go on without me, I'm afraid. Exactly. To be fair, look, Nicky's only going to be literal half a man by the time he comes back, but we'll still love him anyway. We will, we will, we will. And hopefully he's listening along and is, you know, dying to hurl abuse at us at the moment. But uh, no, no, speed of recovery to him. And I really hope Steve finds that bar for his own sake, because we all know how much he loves a good wedding. So uh, I think we start this off hot and uh, Steve, press the uh, who wants to be a millionaire button. Finn Balor rope break. Are we really putting this up for contention? Oh, this is a contender. Whether it's going to win or not, it's a contender. I really didn't hate it that much. How? Oh, it was a grand match. It was actually one of the better main events I think overall they put on in ages. The whole heart beating along to the song sort of shit. I probably was more upset with the rope break part of it. 
the rope break I thought was a clever way of doing it. Essentially, it's not on him. But I don't know. I didn't hate it. I just I just didn't hate it as much as everyone else. I thought it was. We I thought we knew Roman was going to win. We had a couple of moments where we thought, "Shit, might they actually do it?" But it was a clever way of getting. It was a different way of getting out of it. So yeah, I really didn't. I really didn't hate it as much as everyone else did. I think I hated this most because. Well, one, I, I hated the fact that they brought the demon back because we all knew Roan was going to win. So the yeah, first time we saw the, the demon back in four years, he was going to be fed to Roman. So that alone was bad to me. They actually did quite some, something quite cool. You know, the demon heartbeat revival spot on the floor. But hadn't kicked that, into the full music. Yeah. <laughs> like that actually kind of was cool. I like that because it, yeah. it creates that sense of paranormal activity around the demon and gives him a sense of importance something that probably people hadn't a reason to buy into the demon before okay it's like okay they're, they're doing something good with him and i would have pulled the trigger then and swapped it you've you've put over the demon then as this huge extraterrestrial force that deserves respect and focus but then they did the ultimate fuckery which is in my mind comparable but not worse than the exploding barbed death match yeah no it's not worse than that no, it's, it's not worse, it's, but it's it's in I, the same bracket. You see, because I don't even consider this to be the worst thing we've seen with red lighting. <laughs> so yeah, so like I, for for me, it's. I said I I think I might be giving it a bit more of a pass because I really enjoyed the whole match, and for that split second, I started to buy in because I was like, I've I've said for a long time, Roman versus Brock doesn't need the title. Mm-hmm. Um, I firmly believe that not every big match needs to have a title involved. It goes back to uh, when they took the title off Kevin Owens, when Owens Jericho for the title was the Mania match to have. Um, mm-hmm. I firmly believe that, yeah, uh, as Antox said, Fastlane 2017 at the time. So I firmly believe that big matches don't necessarily need to have titles involved. Um, mm-hmm. Same with Rock Cena, even if you want to go back even further. Uh, yeah, so... Yeah, I just, I think I was giving it a pass because I, I bought in and I was like, shit, they might actually, they might actually have common sense and they might actually realize that this feud doesn't need it and they can actually put Finn over. So for that split second, they got me. Yeah. I think that might be why I'm giving it the pass. Um, oh, yeah, but if this happened on AEW now, you'd be shitting all over it. Look, just wait till fucking Bray Wyatt, <laughs> wait till Way Bryant shows up and... Telling you the Dark Order is going to be running all this sort of stuff all over the shop. It'll be it'll be a different story. Yeah, I know. I had Look, zero expectations of Extreme Rules, the pay-per-view. Didn't watch most of it. I only saw the highlights of it. Probably and for it, the best. It lived up to my expectations of being shite. A whole pay-per-view called Extreme Rules, and there was one Extreme Rules match on the card that had fuckery in it. Yeah. Like, the, there, was, there, was some, there was some good matches. Um... Uh, no surprises, Priest, Seamus, Jeff was a fucking great match. I really enjoyed mm. it. Um, this match, I suppose we should probably tie off to 24-7, but this match I thought was really good. It was one of the best It was one of the best Roman main events I think they had since the Kevin Owens stuff near the start of the year. I think this is up there. Um, so, for me, it's not 24-7. I can, under, I can see why people were upset with it. Uh, don't get me wrong I can but it just 
it didn't upset me enough and I thought the match was good enough that I I couldn't I, I couldn't put it over the Karrion Cross debut loss thing I couldn't do it what's in the chat I know Sean is a, not a fan he's saying that it's killed the demon can't argue that logic you know it, uh, they'll find a way to 50-50 it to try salvage somewhat but it's classic WWE whereas you have a, an ideal opportunity to put someone over to a very high degree and instead of doing that they go the polar opposite and almost bury him you know I fucking hate that phrase but it's it, it felt like a burial of that character look you, you can call me Louis Dangord but all I'll say is you gotta leave a play out <laughs> Uh, go fuck yourself um, no I shall not be letting it play out because no thank you um, I, 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 I I think uh, I think Balor himself is too good to leave this kill him he is but I think he's almost checked out to a degree he seems like a guy that's happy to be there collecting his easy paycheck living his happy life with his hot wife and you know, he'll and what perform, a wife. He'll perform 100%. He's not going to, you know, phone it yeah, in. He does, yeah, he's, he's, got it, too much, he's got too much professionalism in him to phone it in. Exactly. He's, he's in the same category as what I'd put AJ Styles. They're in the twilight of their career. They're getting the best money that they're going to get. They're not going to rock the boat too much. And they probably have a job waiting for them when they retire they as well. So. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's... You know, if he was 10 years younger... I think absolutely he'd be he probably would have been one of the people asking for his release. Oh yeah. Oh hundred percent. Uh yeah, him, Nax, Styles, you could probably throw I know he's not a main roster, but you could throw Kushida in there. Um Oh, we'll have to get to some kind of wacky NXT call up predictions during the old draft talk later, won't we? Mm-hmm. Oh baby. Shame. I meant to actually get a soundboard. Must do that sometime. Oh baby. Steve, when you're I, listening back to this, feel free to just put in some zany uh, soundboard clips anytime you want. Yeah. Just, Thanks, on. Yeah. Just random fighting around the world and whole baby and beer. That's what I need. Uh, speaking of, I um, have, I do have one in my hand. Way. Libation, por favor. Uh, uh, so, uh, Metal Gear Solid is the worst gaming franchise of all time. I No, no, do not even go there. Jesus, do not, do not. <laughs> I, I can't even stand for that one. Uh, by the way, he streamed Unmetal over on Twitch the other night. Did you get to stay around for much of Unmetal? Uh, by the way, twitch.tv forward slash the AWP. Uh, I did not check any of that, to be perfectly oh honest. Oh my God. It is one of the greatest fucking games I have ever seen. It is. It takes the piss out of the likes of Metal Gear Solid and just all like old spy kind of games and stuff. It is so ridiculous. Pretty sure Deliverance, you were there for pretty much all of it as well, same as myself. It's, yeah, cannot cannot recommend on metal highly enough. It is incredible. Why so? Because it's, it's essentially your man is trying to be Archer, but he also exaggerates. He's, he's basically trying to talk back his story. I don't want to give too much away in case people actually ever go check it out. So he's basically given a debrief and he's talking through this stuff that happened to him at different parts of his missions. And so like he'll elaborate on, 
you know, he's fighting this monster or whatever, this giant like squid or something. It's like, oh, wow, okay. Uh, this thing had tentacles and it'll give you an option for like two, four, or six. You think two will be the easy option? Nope. Mm-hmm. So it's like, yeah, it had two dozen tentacles and shit like that. And it just throws these random swerves at you and like it, it'll punish you if you try and t- take the easy options in some cases. Other times it will actually be the easier option. And yeah, it's just a lot of fun and just random, generic, weird, over-the-top stuff in it as well. It's a short enough game. I think he got it done in the one run. But yeah, it's just really, it's a fun game. It's it's good shit, pal. Nice. Yeah, as I said, twitch.tv forward slash the AWP. Hashtag but plugs. It wasn't the most successful stream on the AW Pod oh, stream this oh, week. It, it was, was sweet, sweet redemption on Saturday night. Oh, redemption and then some. Tell a tale, Gordo. Tell a tale. So we decided, you know what, to have this new event out in Fall Guys that's focused around team games. As everyone knows, we are a good team. Squad goals. We are 100% squad goals. So we went on on Friday night. Didn't go great. There was a lot of heartbreaks. We were upset. We were we, we were kind of starting to question ourselves. We were doubting ourselves a little bit. Um, trying to see what, I was trying to think what the record was. It was something like... What, three uh, and nine or something Three like and that. nine or something ridiculous. There was a lot of heartbreaks. Uh, we, we, we didn't even want to share the actual... Uh, it was very no bueno. Very yeah, no bueno. it was it was not good. So we fast forward to Saturday night, and we said, you know what, lads, we're feeling it. There's, there's magic in the air tonight. So we went on and we done our pre-show game, and we had our beers, and we went bang one pre-show game, boom, holy shit, first crown. All oh, lads were on one. Oh, this is this is big. So I said right, we go live, pal. Went live. We still stayed on that victory screen so the world could see. I said, right, we're going to go straight back in. No kissing. Straight in. Go back again. We go. First game. Oh, oh, baby. Oh, that's another dub. Oh, we're two. We did. We were followed up with a heartbreak, followed by a third win and a fourth. And the wins were coming thick and fast. At one point, I believe we were up to seven and one on the win counter the wins were nearly catching the beers at one point we were up to 8 wins (laughs) 2 heartbreaks and 11 beers we were worried we were like shit we need to start drinking heavier with the drinks came the L's we started to drop a couple it wasn't looking good for us we slid to 12 and 6 13 and 8 was kind of where we started to finish up and then Steve Steve decided he wanted to go solo uh, I decided I wanted to take my talents to the to the diamond and go play a bit of baseball for a season. Didn't quite work out for me, so I had to pull an MJ and make my triumphant return. And oh boy, did we! We had our one last dance. We finished on fourteen and one for Steve's solo win because he actually won when he played with other people. Eight final losses and eighteen beers. And all I say is, nothing is topping it. We can never top that level of victory. <laughs> so we're retiring the Twitch channel is what we're saying. Yeah, Twitch Twitch is done. Uh, yeah, no more Twitch. Cancelled. Cancelled, I believe. Yeah, Fall Guys Crown Jewel. <laughs> it was... Gordo, uh, tell me, if you had a dispute with a co-worker, do you think going to, you know, a wine tasting would help 
mitigate the circumstances and work to a resolution. Uh, -uh. (laughs) Uh, Roads to the Top debuted this week. The the bio series on Cody and Brandy Rhodes and their trials and tribulations as they struggle through life. Oh, Oh, boy. Like, I've never been a fan of the Total Bellas, Total Divas. Uh, Miz and Miz. Whatever. Miz, yeah, Miz and Miz. You know, they're all beyond repair because you can't truly believe what you're seeing because it's so staged. This seems super staged. This seems it's, beyond recourse. This is proper. This is propaganda staged. Like, yeah, it's... And a focus way too heavy on Brandy making her return to wrestling, which makes me worry that when it comes near the finale of the season, she's winning the title. Oh, no, 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 no. TK not going to allow that. I'm um, fully convinced I, she's winning the title near the end of this series. The thing that popped me the most out of this was that Brandy was the one to try, sit down and tell Jade Cargill how to work. Yeah. Like, we all agree that Jade is a little green. You know, she's still very rough around the edges. You've got Serena Deeb and Ro- Thunder Rosa on your roster. Um, please go to them and learn how to work, not Brandy, sexually transmitted talent roads. Do not listen to Brandy. Good Lord. No. I think I think she hit a good spear one time. To be fair, I will give her that. She does have a handy spear. She does. That's, um, but the only thing I can remember her hitting that I'm like, that didn't look terrible. Yeah, like I'd be the first to commend Brandy. I think I've said it was it last week or the week before. She is one of the, the top tier valets that has ever done it, I believe. Great. She has good mannerisms. Very, very good at it. Yeah. I would say a good divas wrestler without wanting to be derogatory, but as a twenty twenty one women's yeah. wrestler no 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 no. No, for the for the quality that's out there at the moment hard pass on that for the talent that even they have and you know I've been critical of a lot of the women they have on that roster mm-hmm. uh, insofar as they need to get reps in not yeah. saying to be harsh they, they need to get the reps in um, like you look at people the likes of like Anna Jay's been on TV a year but she still has less than 30 matches in total I believe does she or something or 27 this something. week you know like that's obviously I know COVID plays a factor in it so that don't get me wrong I'm not having a go with them for it but now the stuff is reopening It'd be nice if I think you'll see who are more committed to it based on those that are going to get out there and try and get more reps in on indie shows. Yeah, you'll see yeah, which yeah. ones are wanting to get a bit more kind of honing their craft that bit more. Whereas you're going to see a lot that are just no, not cool. I have my paycheck. I don't care. And that's that's when you'll see certain people get overtaken a bit as well. I think because obviously you know if if you're not getting your reps in and people are. They're going to overtake you in a quality standpoint. Um, the fans are going to get behind that bit of better quality a lot of the times. So, yeah, look, Brandy is good at what she does. Um, I I also laughed at the whole thing of you know this is this is a cutthroat business and I need to make sure my spot will be there when I get back. It's like, love, nobody can replace you being the lad's wife. Well, they can, but that's a, that's more of a personal thing, not a wrestling thing. If someone replaces you as his wife, that's something you don't really bring up on a wrestling <laughs> show. Um, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, it, it, it all felt staged. It's uh, people loved Bra- uh, Cody's promo. I laughed at that. Good lord, the revisionist history was out in the first episode. 
Yeah, Jesus, they went way too long on that, considering yeah. it was his literal worst promo ever. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Actually, the one thing I was going to say, just as Antox says that not even Tony can if you saw his face, the cutscene through, uh, was it Chuck Taylor backstage, and his face said it all. He's like, geez, this yeah. is grade A bullshit. Yep. Um, yeah, like we said at the time, it was rah rah pew pew and even at that it wasn't even going to get all of the usual pew pew vibes um yeah it was not it was it was just not a good promo they stood way too long on it yeah it's interesting when Bo brings up there about the EVPs not having power anymore so Cody can't put her back in the spot to Andy I wonder if he still have some I think of all of them he's probably the one who's been able to hang on to his that bit longer because he's doing more of the publicity stuff she's obviously still in her CBO role mm-hmm. I'd, I'd be um, curious I'd be curious to know what kind of like he, he still has a good bit of power for coming and going as well so I don't know if that's something that's just worked into his contract or is he just he I still has that bit of power to do stuff I think he's milking it more so than anything because he, that's where he sees himself in five ten years time as someone behind the scenes whether it's a booker whether it's a a producer, agent, politician, or whatever, it's it's effectively not going to be someone on screen working. Yeah. So he's learned the business, angling, getting experience. But ultimately, TK was the one who pulled the horrible Nightmare Collective shite, whatever that was. So yeah, you know, I'll never talk he, about he, that again. He might give her a chance, but it's going to have to be proven before it goes on TV. And if the reaction is bad, it's going to be gone straight away. So, you know, ultimately, it's up to Cody and Brandy that if they want to do something on TV, that they better trial and test it before they bring it to Tony and make sure it's fucking perfect before it goes to air. Yeah, and I, th- I think it's no coincidence that you see even the overall running of the show about how smooth kind of the storylines seem to transition in and out of each other and stuff like that. I think it's no coincidence that that's gotten way more serious and way more kind of easy flowing over the last couple of months as it seems Tony seems to have gotten that bit more power. Absolutely. Um, like ultimately, you do need one person who has the final say for that exact reason. They had someone has to control the flow of the show. Yeah, and like you can have the whole atmosphere, which was one of the big things that was always being bigged up. Like even when Mox came in, it's like, yeah, cool, we went, we recorded this thing in one go. It's just fun. I'm enjoying being here. You can have that attitude and that kind of mindset about stuff, but it's still only going through one person if that person knows how to do things right. And to mm-hmm. his credit, it seems like TK for the moment at least so far he's he's got that yeah you know um, it'd be interesting I think when the likes of the bigger TV contracts come in will the networks start being able to have a bit more control over stuff we never know it'll be interesting to see mm-hmm. um, but yeah no look they, it's things are going well for them on that front uh, <laughs> we won't go near Raw we won't go near Raw Nick that's a uh, Raw's a fucking cluster. <laughs> but Raw uh, apparently was good this week. Raw was actually quite good this week. Um, and this is two weeks in a row. So it's it's coinciding with Nick stopping watching Raw Live. Yeah. The, the quality has gone up. So Nick, fair play to you. You know, keep you up the good work. for the team. Yep, keep, keep doing what you're doing. We appreciate you. So what um, happened on Raw this week? So we'll go chronologically, I suppose. Yeah, we'll run through it quickly. We'll come, we'll look back to some of the new shit after that. Then, so we had, well, we had to return to Hurt Locker. Ooh, that's good. 
That is good. Uh, yes, but that resulted in Big E versus Lashley ended in a no contest. That's bad. Uh, <laughs> Angel Garza and Humberto Carrillo are still a tag team. That's good. Uh, Angel Garza defeated one of the Viking Raiders in a singles match. That's good. Uh, Reggie defeated Ricochet. That happened. In a 24-7 <laughs> match by DQ. Huh? Uh, yeah, the 24-7 guys were in the crowd. Okay. So this was a sanctioned match for the 24-7 title, so you know the usual thing where they'd suspend the rules. Oh, because that makes no sense. Uh, for the duration of the match. So basically, they they end up fall. There was a dive to the outside. The two lads were laid out on the floor. So the likes of Maverick instructed, like, R-Truth and whoever else to jump the two boys. Uh, Reggie still escaped with the title. Um yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, I have one important, important question for you, Gordo. Uh, what is a bear cat? Um, it's a very, very old wooden ship that I believe was used during the Civil War era. And why was it on Monday Night Raw? Because Vince McMahon likes bringing back old things that nobody wants to see anymore. Oh, okay. Zing. I believe... Was Bearcat a reference to like a, a wrestler yeah. from the eighties or something? Yeah, there's there's been a couple of Bearcats down through the years. Uh, I believe the first ever Black World Champ's nickname was Bearcat, but there was also another Bearcat sometime around the eighties as well. Um, so yeah, it's basically it's a reference to that. But just in general, Vince just likes throwing nicknames because everyone has to have a brand. Yeah, Bearcat, right? Uh, nah, like, why, not, why not Bearcat Keith Lee? Keith Bearcat Lee just sounds weird. Yeah, it's a strange have it's strange having it in the middle. I'm it's sure you just lose Keith or Lee, so it's going to yeah. be Bearcat or Bearcat Lee. He'll be Bearcat Lee. I'm fully convinced he'll be Bearcat Lee, but I don't know what this poor man has done to piss <sighs> off Vince. Is is oh, I think I've cracked it. Bearcat Lee sounds like Great Cali. Oh my God, there is that's a match for that's, genius. That's a match for fucking Jedid. That is <laughs> Bearcat Lee versus Great Cali. In the beautiful kingdom of Saudi Arabia. Oh man, return of the Jeddah. Can't wait for it. <laughs> Jed- Jeddah fallen order. Oh. Uh, yeah, okay. now he he beat uh, Akira Tozawa because Tozawa was upset after Reggie was slipping past him during the 24-7 shenanigans and Tozawa said he wanted a match. He didn't care was it Maverick, he didn't care who else it was, yada, 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 yada. And uh, yeah, out came Lee done his little bit of kind of a pose during the entrance but for the most part everything was all business basically smashes him and yeah it's nice seeing a bit more serious Keith Lee that we might actually I'm interested to see where things go I would like to see him go to Smackdown um, we'll get to it in a year yeah exactly I, I, but I'd like to see him go to Smackdown get a bit of a restart there and I think he could do great things over there um, true that a little bit of a reboot and you also potentially have if you do things right, you could possibly have him versus Roman for the title at Rumble. Um, play off the Survivor Series stuff they had a few years ago. Uh, it means you don't have to do anything crazy with Lee in the Rumble, but he also gets a, ma- a title match, which obviously cements him that he's supposed to be a main eventer. Yeah, I think I think that could possibly be the play. And then obviously we know he's not going to beat Roman. We're probably going to get Roman Rock or Mania or whatever. So cool that someone else for Roman to beat on his road to rock. So, yeah. Mm. Um, 
what else we have uh, once again I know they've wrestled a couple of times recently Seamus and Priest uh, are there with the exception of Balor because he doesn't wrestle as frequently are there two wrestlers that have wrestled as frequently and as consistently as these two in WWE this year uh, maybe not as consistently but uh, Apollo and Big E well Apollo yeah and Nakamura yeah but I don't even mean like in the one feud. I just mean actual overall quality. Like since the start of the year, across everything they've done, I actually don't think there's been two. I think these oh. are probably the two most consistent lads they've had bell to bell. Um, Big meaty men slapping meat. We, we've yeah. said it for fucking weeks, if not months, that yeah. these two have been killing it uh, in everything that they do. Yep, and uh, this was no exception. Uh, two lads just had a fucking cracking match, as always. Uh, Priest goes over. Of course, keep building him up, but yeah, fun match, very fun match. Uh, what do we have? Uh, oh yeah, J- Jinder Veer and the fucking hedge shrinker Shanky uh, defeated Jeff Mansoor and Mustafa Ali uh, when Why? when Veer pinned Ali with a lariat. I can't remember. I don't really care. I skipped most of it, I think, because yeah, Jinder the boys. Nope. Uh, what else we have? Uh, uh, Jackson Riker's 10-match win streak is over. Oh, not that underdog babyface Jackson Riker. Yeah, underdog, ba- <laughs> underdog babyface insurrectionist Jackson Riker. <laughs> uh, yeah, he lost to Karrion Cross. Cross so fucked, him, fucked him up. Is uh, that a good thing? That's uh, an ending. That's enough. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, look, you know what? Any, anything that gets a bit of a win streak going for Cross, I'm cool with. Um, I think they need to build them up. And, yeah, wins are going to help that. Cross needs to lose the fucking gimp mask. I, you know, I, I even think the the straps won't be as bad if he didn't have the gimp mask. I uh, hear he's a big fan of the straps, though. Uh, well, the, man, the man's a geisha scarlet, so whatever the fuck she'd want to do, leave her do it. <laughs> I see AJ Styles and Riddle had a match. That must have been good. Or the house, though. Uh, they bet each other up like they owed each other money. Nice. Um, that was a cracking match. A lot, Brian a lot and of fun. Stewie from Family Guy, is it? Yeah, they they fucked each other up. Where's my money, man? I want my fucking money. Um, yeah, AJ did. Yes, Jordan. AJ hit a burning hammer as part of the finish. Uh, I popped fucking huge for it. He hit the burning hammer, then lifts him up. Styles clash done. I was like. Nice, all for it. Uh, yeah, cracking match. So, would definitely recommend people go back and watch it. Uh, really good fun. Uh, I'm not gonna lie. I actually, I actually didn't watch all of Raw. I forgot. I didn't watch mm. much of Power Three. Uh, I turned off just before Charlotte do drop because do drop. Do drop music is catchy, uh, but I we knew exactly what was going to happen here. Uh, yeah, it wasn't distraction roll up, it was distraction natural selection, normal natural selection, or off the uh, I think it was just a normal one, uh, uh but yeah, yeah. So, look, cool, at least it's shown cool. Do drop his entitled picture, but he loses. And then, yeah, I didn't see the main event either, which was a steel cage match of Big E beating Lashley, uh, with a big ending off the middle rope. I saw the ending spot and it was fucking fantastic. Nice. Uh, that looked really, really good. 
but yeah, just for context, essentially there was more, there was as many matches with stipulations on Raw as there was on Extreme Rules. <laughs> because reasons. Yep. So um, Tuesday night, though, we had the the honeymoon that everyone wanted to see. That was that was good this shit. Popped, this popped me good. I got a serious laugh at this. This is why I like Johnny Gargano. Or this is the circumstances in which I like Johnny Gargano, where he's been a goofy face. You know. It works. He it's works like that. It's natural. It feels natural to him. Yeah. Uh, Index, Honeymoon, Dexter Loomis, quality character. He, uh, he, was, he was making sure he was planning for all occasions. Uh, many, many occasions. I and, well, possibly the same occasion many times, just a couple of different positions, you know, a bit of a change up. Uh, lots of Johnnies. There's a big, <laughs> a big, a big ream of them. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, fair play to him. Fair play to him. He's going making loads of water balloons and throwing them off. Oh, the... water balloons all over the place. Yeah, it's going yeah. to be get, getting in the all wet. Uh, I'm still not getting into NXT though. Uh, as a show, as as a product of watching wrestling, it's it it is what it says on the tin. It's a developmental show now, um, and the sooner I kind of realize that when I'm watching it, the better. Because for the last few years, we've been programmed to think that NXT is an equal third brand. So the, yeah. the expectation and the quality is of what you should expect to see off of a main roster product. And it's nowhere near it. I thought this one was possibly the weakest episode of what they've done so far. Um, I still liked it and it still had its positives, but I do think it was the weakest one they've had so far. Um, mm-hmm. Like the, the women's match to start the show. Love B-Fab as the character, but B-Fab the wrestler needs yeah. a lot of work. Couple of couple of hellacious spots in that was it? Uh, it was like a death valley or something, or a fireman's carry onto a, a opened up chair. It looked Ooh, fairly nasty. Yeah, they yeah. smashed the shit out of that. Um, yeah, look, she looks like someone who's willing to take take her shots and take her take her slaps. Um, but it was all ladies' night, though. Oh, oh what a night! Uh, yeah, we, attraction. Uh, how are you feeling? Poor Steve ended up getting the penis ace from what he done to himself watching them. Uh, <laughs> I think he was just very upset that Gigi Dolan got busted open. Yeah, the poor girl. Yeah, she... They're fine. Like, her and JC Jane still feel quite green compared to a lot of the other women that are there, but the overall aesthetic of the three of them together, I refer to them as the shield. Oh, uh, Gordo. What? Gordo. When they, came, when they came out at the end of the show to surround the ring, they got up on the apron, one on each side, and it felt very shield-like. Yeah, but they, did they fist each other? Hey, whatever they do in the privacy of their own rooms, nothing to do with us. Unless they fist each other in the middle of the ring, then they're not the shield. So like Edge and Lita? Exactly. They, they uh. have their own shield. <laughs> um, yes, yeah, look, the uh, title match was, the uh, women's tag title match was grand. Uh, Eo and Zoe, you always know what you're going to get. I know a lot. Zoe Stark seems to be kind of one of the Marmite characters. It's very polarizing, but I like. I really, really like Zoe Stark. I think there's a lot there to work with. Um, girl, 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 girl. Break the news. Ah, ah. Up in here. Becky oh. Lynch defends her SmackDown Women's Title against Bianca Belair and Lebos Sasha Banks. In the beautiful city of Jeddah, I think it's in Jeddah, I can't even remember, but Crown Jewel, that's a, an interesting one. 
Oh, what are the Saudis' thoughts on girls? I believe it's nah. <laughs> so who are they arresting the last time? Was it um, Natalia nah, and, and Lacey? Lacey, two very white girls. Yeah. This might be an interesting reaction that they get for um, a couple of these girls. Yeah. Yeah, because didn't Natty get a bottle thrown at her during her entrance? They both got bottles thrown at them. Um, yeah, this... This will get interesting. Yeah, I'm like, and obviously they'll have to, you know, cover up everything and wear loose clothing. It's which is a shame. Does this put a, a kibosh to the potential rumor that they were going to have the final of the Queen of the Ring tournament? Well, I mean, it's only it's, well, I mean, it's only three weeks away. It's less than three weeks away, so yeah, they haven't even announced the tournament starting yet. So, does that surprise you? No, but I it's weird they seem to have moved the draft forward so there's a bit of a gap at least between the draft and survivor series which is good but because of that it looks like they've pushed back down the queen of the ring so we don't get that for saudi which is strange but yeah it's I, weird to be fair we've, we've all wanted an actual pay-per-view for king of the ring uh, and queen of the ring you know there's oh God, no yeah. reason that they if they have a fucking pay-per-view called extreme rules and there's one match on a fucking eight match card that it has the absolute uh, stipulation of extreme rules, then surely they can have a pay-per-view called King of the Ring or the Royal Tournament or whatever fucking yeah. gender-neutral term you want to put on it. Then, you know, have the fucking the pay-per-view for it and give people what they want. Bailey Naomi was the first, was the last one at Chico Show, but pretty sure, yeah, we watched that one uh, out in Parkmore. Uh, we'll leave that at that. Um, yeah, it's gonna be interesting. I, yeah, I like they, they need to do a, a proper tournament for it and a proper pay per view for it. Now, I'd like to have both of them in at one night. I was thinking about this the other day. If you went the road of having your first round matches and whittle it down to the final four, mm-hmm. and then you have your semi finals and your finals of both tournaments on the pay per view, absolutely. Because you're not going to, I don't like it'd be too much to try and squeeze quarterfinal, semi final, and yeah. final of both of them. And I think it'd be, it'd feel like too much if you're dragging the arse out of it if you do the two tournaments at separate times. Yeah. So I think if they were to run both of them in tandem, it gives them some good content for a possible dud time when they're also going up against, let's say, football. You know, you'd have your qualifying matches and stuff like that on a Monday night uh, for the raw side at least. And then obviously SmackDown will do its own thing and that'll be fine. But then, yeah, you have just one big pay-per-view to cover your semi-finals and your final. And you yeah, just, and yeah, that's you make four matches. So you could easily fit in three or four other matches to give breaks and whatnot. And yeah, keep exactly. On the card. Yep. So, you know, you can fill stuff out nicely. Yeah, obviously, it's also a chance that if you're going to have limited people on the card, you can also give these people a bit of a fucking break. Mm-hmm. Although knowing them, they'll just run a house show somewhere else earlier that day. Because, <laughs> uh, yeah, carny shit. Uh, yeah, it's going to be an interesting one, though. And, yeah, it also says, does that mean that they were all staying on SmackDown? Um, probably, because they didn't think that far ahead. You know what I mean. They, yep. they, can't, fucking, they can't see farther than uh, tonight when they're trying nope. to book SmackDown. I've, I've heard they've already rewrote the show like 17 times. You heard it here first. If you didn't know, now you know. Hit row. <laughs> Uh, what yeah. else happened on NXT this week that was good? Um, 
Your man Zion Quinn be only lurking with a running forearm, forearm, but he looks all right. Your man Zion Quinn, like the look he of him. He is, but he's just he looks stereotypical fucking Samoan. Yeah, or you know, fair enough. Like Samoan have great wrestling heritage. Not everyone has to do the haka before a match. Not everyone has to scream in Maori or whatever yeah. native language they have. You know, have a little bit of a nuance. He's Something extremely different. green as a character. Oh fuck yeah. Physically, he looks fantastic. Yeah. And and technically, he's got good fun, uh, fundamentals. So, like, there is absolutely potential for him. Needs a bit of a tweak. Big time. He needs to tone uh, it down a little bit. Yeah. Uh, what else we get? Roderick Strong versus Grayson Waller. Uh, Roddy retained the Cruiserweight title, but it was a very good match. I actually really enjoyed this. Waller, again, he could do a tone and stuff down a bit. But he's further along than a lot of the other guys you'd see. Uh, he'll he'll do fine. He'll do good things from there. He's yeah, he's I, um, solid technically, but also has a bit of high flying stuff in there as well. So he's a nice little mixture of stuff going from. I had my first experience of Joe Gacy. Uh, he is my new favorite wrestler. It's so good. Yes, sir. He's it's, not cancelled. I was so I was so happy when he showed up. I was like, thank Christ, they're actually running with this. You know, it's uh, it's going to be a tug of war between, uh, I think, me and Steve as to who NXT's greatest ever wrestler is when we have the debut next week of yo we yo Tony, a Tony D'Angelo. I don't know. This is just going to be good. I, I like that the fact that they're kind of running with it and that they didn't bow to public pressure after those two articles came out last week. Forget about it. <laughs> Uh, yeah, no, they were they were right to though. Like it, it would have been crazy if they if they built it. Um, yeah. It's a character on a TV show. They're supposed to play off stereotypes. That's what they do. He, if, if I'm not mistaken, is he not like a former like GCW or CZW head as well? I think as well. So like, <laughs> of all the people to go the route of being this fucking woke character now as well, you know, he's one of the most one of the last guys you'd expect. Um, and he, you know, what he's committing to it. He's really, he's going all in on it. He's really committing to it. I'm I'm loving it. I was so happy when he showed up. Yeah, yeah. run with it. Do not leave people fucked with this. This is this is good shit, pal. The more people try and fuck with it, the more you lean into it. You double down on it. Yep, yeah. 100%. Oh, this, um, this is a heat magnet, and this yeah. is exactly what you want. Yep. Um, this is, yeah, this is this is what you want. Uh, between him, between him and Bron Breaker, and hopefully Tony D'Angelo uh, the, the future is bright for NXT on that front brighter than the actual lighting in the arena which is saying something yeah, uh, nah, I'm over that place. I, it's, I don't yeah, like it they could, they could do it taking it down a touch uh, what else do we get Kyle O'Reilly Rich Holland solid hated it for the simple fact that they caused uh, Rich Holland's music to cut too early they uh, yeah. has a new man raid him yeah Oh, Jordan, with the shout out, do you bring Riker back to NXT as the mag enough that hates his wokeness? Oh, that's oh. a bit too real. Just hook it to my veins. <laughs> I like it, but it's far too real. It's yeah, far, too, uh, far too edgy for them. Yeah, I don't see them doing it, but it'd be so good, though. Uh, they don't want to actually acknowledge the whole... Um, yeah, they don't want to acknowledge Riker doing Riker things. Uh you mean a Nazi? Yeah, we don't yeah, want that. Yeah, no, we don't want that. Uh, what else we got? Then the, the main event, uh, Raquel versus Frankie Monet. I said to Paddy that I figure whoever loses this is going up. Mm. 
So let's go but, with that. So we'll kind of transition over to the to the draft that's happening or starting tonight. Based on NXT this week and the people who have been used sparingly and the people who have not been seen since the rebranding, who do you think uh, has a good chance of being drafted? Uh, Austin Theory. Okay, where would you put him? Um, uh, Theory's probably SmackDown. Okay. Uh, LA Knight to Raw. Talker. Yeah, makes sense. Dakota, Dakota to Raw. Fill in the, the Raw women's roster a bit. Yeah. She'll fit in uh, either way. She'll fit, in, she'll fit in on either brand. I think she's, she's a given either way. I think Morrison goes to SmackDown and Frankie Monet gets drafted to SmackDown. Yeah, I think, yeah, Frankie, there's no need to keep her down there anymore. Oh, she was she was ready when she came in. She it, it was good to get her in there, get whatever little small nuances they wanted her for, like, over the first couple of months. Yeah. Her, her, entrance, her entrance alone, just every time, it just feels, it feels, her entrance feels too big for NXT. And it's a yeah. simple entrance, but just the music, the backdrop to it and everything, it feels too big for NXT for me. Yeah. Um, yeah, so I think yeah, I think her to I think her to well, her to whatever Joe Mo's on, but I have a feeling he's going to SmackDown. Mm-hmm. Um, bum. It's I, I don't want to get I don't want to get into what the rumors are. People can look them up themselves. If the rumors that we're doing the rounds about the Walter situation are true, could you see Walter get drafted? I think if if he's available to be drafted, I one hundred percent think he's getting drafted to the main roster. He's too good not to be there. I think I think for him in NXT would be such a fucking waste, uh, especially if NXT is developmental now. Him spending a year in NXT is yeah. So I There's think no benefit I, for it. I, I I think if his availability for being in the states has changed, mm-hmm. then. Yeah, so it'll be an interesting one. Um, who else? I'm actually struggling to think. Let's actually, you know what? Hang on. Let's let's go bring up the NXT roster. Let's let's bring up the NXT roster here. And we'll have a look and see what we got. Uh, yeah, and bear in mind that the the things around his availability are huge. Allegedly, let's. Very big, allegedly. Um, yeah, I think you, you, the big draws coming out of NXT, I think you have to look at the women's side because the main rosters badly need even mid-level talent to, to go up there. It's, mid-level it's talent why, in NXT is better than top-tier talent in the main roster. But it's why I'm really surprised they didn't drop the women's tag titles. If you're needing to flesh out your women's roster... Why the fuck is Io Shirai stuck down there? Mm-hmm. Zoe Stank. Zoe would do... She'd still do a job. Now, she's got stuff to learn there, but I think she'd do a good job there. Um, I, I, I would give her a job. Yeah, I bet you would. Uh, who else we got then? Aaliyah, no. Andre Chase, no one out of... Uh, uh, yeah, so Austin Theory, I reckon, is gone. Would you move Grimes? He hasn't nah. really... Part of match against Gacy, he hasn't really done much. He'll end up in twenty four seven territory. Uh, Danny Birch and only Lorcan seem to. I don't know if Birch come back to England or something for a while or what's happening, but they seem to 
they seem to kind of ham up the fact that Lorcan was going solo on this week's. What about uh, Legato? They're ready, but they still seem to be in the fucking hit row stuff. Unless you do a blow off for like in a week or two. Yeah, I think see, one of them have to come up. Like he, he's re- like they're all ready. They'd, they'd come up as a faction, but essentially he'll be the long term standout of it. Absolutely. Um, but then they've only just put Electra with them, and do they think she's ready for the main roster already? She doesn't have to be. She just needs to be a, a person there while she's yeah. learning the trade. And like she never looked. She hasn't looked out of place in Anthony either. I suppose. No, like, like Escobar is going to be the next big Latino talent. Oh fuck yeah! Oh he's, you know, you know he's money. got the right look and size about him, and he can talk and he has the charisma. Like I yeah. think they look at him like they looked at Eddie. Yeah, he that's, and that's, that's what I see because he's got the English. He he can speak yes. really good English, which is unfortunately something that's hampered a few people down through the years. Yeah. Uh, Garza has perfect English and for some reason they still can't fucking get him over. That's a detriment to that company. Uh, I can never they understand. Look they look at him as being a bit too small, I think. Yeah, which is a killer. But look, at least he's with Humberto now and it actually I think that's going to work wonders for the two of them. Realistically, you might look long term. Does Escobar come up and align with the two of them? Potentially. Like when you look that, at um, is that your new look at and what's his name? Mendoza. Like those two are never really going to be top tier talents, nope. but they could fill a tag spot on the main roster just as well. You know, could, yeah. you, you can't you can't tell me that as a team they're worse than like Street oh, no. Profits or. Oh no, I love watching the two of them. I think they're fantastic. I like Mendoza <laughs> from years back. He's I really like him. Oh yeah. God, Becky's cute. Yeah. Oh, uh, what was she then? Uh, is that with Mickey James? Mickey James feud, yeah. The Mickey James shit. Uh, I'm trying to think what else we got. Casey and Caden, maybe? Uh, I, as much as I love the two, they're very small. They are, but... Could you imagine they... them in the ring with Charlotte? Nope, but then you have a set women's tag division separate from... And you don't do any of this fucking stupid mashup tag team shit anymore. You actually have women that are wanting to be tag teams. They shot themselves in the foot so much when they introduced the NXT women's tag titles. Yep. They had one perfectly good tag titles that should have been cross-branded across everything and give an element of freedom that people can appear on different brands. You can make booking storylines out of it that people compete against others that they don't normally compete against. God help us if we have creative um, nuances and new stories and matches that we had, might not have seen before instead of seeing the same match week in, week out for five weeks in a row. That'd be nice. But too hard, Gordo. Too, it's way too difficult. Uh, Kushida? I think he's the, struggling with the English. Yeah. And a bit small for uh, for, for what they the like. roster. Uh, oh, Mackenzie Mitchell. She should be promoted to wherever she wants to be. Um only no done. They seem too happy to keep him in NXT for another year since they've put him with Ridge. Roddy won't be going anywhere. Bring back up some Ojo. Sure, why not? I think they see Ridge as a bigger star than Pete Dunn. Yeah. Yeah, big meaty man. Exactly. I can work. I, I love Pete Dunn. Like, we've loved him since the OTT oh, yeah. days. So, like, 
any criticism we give is, is not personal at all, but from what you see of him on an American TV show, he's not translating well. Not compared he's to some of the fucking brilliant things he done on his yeah. indie stuff. It's it's the British humour, it's not connecting with the American audience, the, the dry wit. It's coming across bland and drab, and his wrestling style, while I love it, is not a very main roster, mainstream no. talent. When you just when you mentioned him, uh, they haven't done a huge amount on NXT, but obviously they've showed up from time to time. Would you have the grizzled young vets go up? I would. They're they're a million times better than pretty much every fucking main roster tag team they have. They are similar to the gaping hole that FTR left behind. Yep. Words right out of my mouth. I think they could, and I think they have enough. They have enough talking in them that I think they'd get over. Mm-hmm. I think I think they could work. Uh, for heat magnets, you know. Yeah. The, all the, I I know the accent stuff, and I I literally just said that Pete Dunne's Britishness it doesn't translate, but the heel shtick that GRV does, or yeah, Grizzly yeah. Young Vets GYV. Uh, <laughs> look, there's Nicky and Gordo giving the old fingers to Pete Dunne. The top of Kev's bald head. <laughs> so Nikki, did you smell his finger? <laughs> uh, uh, but the, the GYV, their um, their shtick translates. You know, yeah, it's we're here, we're better than everyone else, and we're going to be champions. Soon. We're going to trash talk this city or local country, town. local it's, town. It's the old yeah. school stuff, but they do it so fucking well. That's uh, I, I remember the debut <laughs> in the National Stadium of Liverpool's number one Zach Gibson. I had not heard oh, I had yeah. not heard of this person before. I had not seen this person before. I saw this person coming out with a mic and I thought, how did a fan get the microphone? What's going on here? And within three minutes you had, what, 1,200, no, 2,000 people booing the roof off the place. They legit had to turn up his microphone Every show they've had, they've had to dial up that microphone because you can't hear him. Now, it's it's easy enough to have an English person come to Ireland, insult Ireland, and get heat. That's an easy enough thing to do. But to get it repeatedly, week in, week out, show in, show out, that's that's a talent. And I think he would he would turn it up on the main roster and oh, he would get yeah. over very quickly. But you said it yourself, yeah, like around the whole thing of, you know, doing it consistently, like Fair enough, for as much as we booed Don, obviously, as the photo in our Discord shows. Um, yeah, we had a lot. We, we, you know, we had no problem showing our hatred for Don. Uh, Charlie Sterling, who criminally underrated. I'm so happy he seems to finally be getting plaudits and stuff has reopened. Uh, he's working absolutely everywhere, and he's finally starting to get a bit of momentum again because everyone knows we've always been big Charlie Sterling guys. Um, hopefully that will never come back to haunt us. But uh, yeah, no, he has. He's uh, he's been absolutely killing it. Uh, apparently, on all accounts, and even the OTT shows and stuff, he's been on. Apparently, the match has been absolutely phenomenal. I am hoping to get to watch some of them and catch up when I'm on my travels. Um, but when it comes to when it comes to Gibson, man, he's just he he is that magnet. He is that heat magnet, uh, and he gets the simple things. The 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 car stereo match in the in the Tivoli where he had literally had someone's car stereo. <laughs> could be it could be it could be anybody's car stereo. 
and, and, and it was and it was underneath the ring and stuff like that. He just gets the simple things. He winds people up. He legit makes people want to nearly fucking storm the ring and hurt him, which you can't get that kind of heat anymore unless mm-hmm. you're Zach Gibson. Uh, so yeah, he. I I think they'd be an interesting one. I think there's people there. There ones that could possibly bypass NXT at this point. They haven't really done a huge amount there lately, but I don't know if they really need to. So if they'd be open to moving, they could be an option. Uh, other than that, you're looking at maybe Tim Thatcher. Probably not. Does seem happy? Oh, Thatcher Champa for the title is the way to go. A couple of months down the line. Mm, they might seem a bit too old NXT. Yeah. Perhaps. Well, by that logic, then you have the thoughts of do you go bring Thatcher up and we get Thatcher Priest? Do you think they might go completely left field and not necessarily in the first few rounds, but mid to late draft? Draft someone like Bron Breaker? Oh, good Lord. Oh. They've oh, seen, obviously, Lord. the reaction to him in the first few weeks. They know they're onto something big. Bring him straight up. Oh, breaker. Yes. Oh, it'd be so good. I love, I love, I love me some Brown Breaker. Um, I think they'd be crazy to do it, but I won't put it past them. I think it would be crazy good. Uh, you know, I'm, I'd be the first to criticize stupid booking decisions because, you know, it's very easy to pick them out of a lineup. He's like if you roll both Steiners and Mojo Rawley into one person. What, he's good like the Steiners and shit like Mojo? No, no, he's good like the Steiners, but he's got that weird kind of nearly nervous energy that Mojo has. And I don't mean that in a disrespectful way. It's just, he's got that little bit of extra. It's essentially like the you inject Mojo's levels of energy into the uh, two Steiners. So what you're saying is he's hype. He's hype. But he's he's Steiner hyped to that level, which is a really, really good mix. I actually really like it. Nice. Um, I'd take that. Yeah, it's gonna be it's gonna be an interesting night. I I was debating not staying up for the draft, but now I'm kind of wanting to stay up for the draft. Fuck. So outside of NXT, what surprises do you think is going to happen? Do you think we're just going to have a, a a shit presentation again, where you have Stephanie come out, read off a few names at a podium, and they have like their usual three or four matches? I don't oh, understand yeah. why they don't have make more pomp and circumstance about the draft and have like an executive from Fox come out to announce the draft pick. Even if someone fake. Yeah, you know we don't know what the Fox executives look like. You can literally have fucking anybody come out, mm-hmm. some any random sham from the office who doesn't look completely fucking terrified if you put them in front of someone, or even have it be turn around and decide. Okay, right, if they'd announced on social media today, going forward, even if they want to go to duo of Pierce and Deville on screen, to basically just turn around and say while they while they will continue to advise each other essentially priority you know essentially co uh, pierce gets such and such a show deville gets the other show but mm-hmm. they will be continuing to uh help each other in an advisory capacity then you can keep are we talking about tony d'angelo or what's the story uh oh no we oh, talked yeah. about him earlier do, hey. do, do, we, do we call up tony d'angelo before in the draft before he even has his first match why do you even call him up and make him go to like why fill up his bump card just put him in the hall of fame Get it over with. <laughs> What's the point? And his Uncle Paulie can induct him. It's perfect. And he rides off hey. into the sunset as the greatest professional wrestler the world has ever known. What if his, what if his Uncle Paulie was actually Uncle Paul Heyman? Oh, wow. See, this goes deep. You know, this is long-term, <laughs> long-term storytelling. 
<laughs> how does that make you feel, Steve? Uh, feel good. Pretty drunk. I see. We we need we need a, an important update here. We were alerted to the fact that there's a hidden bar. Tell yes, us tales. Hidden bar. Okay, the hidden bar. Right. There's a bar, but it's very weird. The ballroom thingy with the meal and all that is like off to the side, and then there's another bar beside where like there's a lounge area. But it's not open. You have to literally physically open the door yourself. And then a, ma- a barman magically appears. It's like he's a robot. I think there's a robot bar. I'm not quite sure yet. Ooh. It's a very strange setup. Very fancy hotel. It's a big castle. I definitely feel out of place. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Actually, as a smoker, I'm like, I'm going to go down for a cigarette. Anyone coming? We're like, smoking, you peasant. You know, things like that. Fine. Ah, they have people to do the smoking for them. Yeah. <laughs> they get their people to bring them down the stairs. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, sorry, I said I'd ring in and say hello. How are we? Oh, so sure we're just prepping for the draft, you know. Big night uh, ahead. I'm sure my audio is uh, absolutely beautiful. Oh, sure you're really you're enjoying it. You're going to love having to edit your own audio, aren't you? <laughs> Can't wait. Can't wait. I'm literally just ringing in on my phone like it's a phone call. So yeah, won't be good. But yeah, I'm gonna go get some pints in the secret uh, level five uh, melted. Uh, hot and cold door key situation should be fine. Oh baby! Oh baby! Send location. Then look. I'll let you know when I find it. <laughs> <laughs> good luck. Bye. Oh, good brother. Okay, so fantasy draft. Final thoughts. What's going to happen? Uh. Oh fuck. Um. The. Uh, That good for some for some <laughs> for some reason I have in my head that they're going to draft Samoa Joe. That would be uh, surprising. For some reason I have in my head they dropped Joe back, then realized they were doing this rebrand. They're like, "Why the fuck did we put him back there?" And that's why they took the title off him so they can draft him back up. No, I've, Gordo, he's I've, he's he's been uh, sidelined with an undiagnosed uh, medical issue, so he, clearly he's not going to be drafted. Yeah, the, that undiagnosed medical or the undisclosed medical issue is main rosteritis. Um, <laughs> uh, and before, before we move on, because obviously there's, there's lots to, to talk about. Presentation of the draft is it just going to be Stephanie talking at a podium again, or will they do something to make it a little bit more interesting? I would be amazed if she's even at a podium. I reckon it'll all happen backstage. I reckon they're going to go even lower budget on it this year. But they've got fans and crowd to entertain. Yeah, it doesn't matter though. And it's a full on draft. It's not a a, sh- a, resh- a shake up or a reshuffle. No, they're, you they're, they're pitching like it's a full on draft draft. So. Yeah. So I, and I hate the, the worst thing about this is the fact that they have to spread it out over two nights. The, even if they wanted to do something surrounding this, you know, instead of calling it extreme rules, call it uh, draft day. You know, pick, piggyback off like uh, the sports and the, the movies yeah. and whatnot. And then do all the draft on the one night, and you can have the supplemental drafts on social later on in the following day. And but at least then you all your top tier talent are going on the one night. Whereas now you have to split the roster down the middle. Half are eligible to be drafted tonight, and the other half are eligible to be drafted on Monday. Can, I pitch, can I pitch something really, really crazy on this front? No, I mean really, really crazy. Now, you know, might they have their own kind of you know content driven network that they might want to be driving people towards that oh, could possibly be that could possibly be where they'd want to do some sort of a supplemental draft to try and drive viewership and subscriptions to this network maybe 
instead of splitting this across two nights. Only problem is you will get f- essentially, obviously, which network gets the draft, and that's where the problem is. Because both, do we just run the full thing on the cock? Doesn't matter. Yeah, exactly. You know. Or yeah, you know what? Yeah, we can do it in M mode from like SmackDown vs Raw 2006, and we can run that over on Twitch.tv for us actually. Okay, cancel the podcast. We can We're do going live on Twitch. It's happening, pal. <laughs> get Steve. Book get Steve character. back. <laughs> yeah, booking it all, baby. Um, yeah, look, this just got. I think it's going to be. I think it's going to be a letdown, but I want to see what way they're going to mm-hmm. fuck shit up and what feuds are going to move across brands. Um, just don't split Max and Pat McAfee up, please. Yeah, uh, I, I, I don't know what to expect other than I think it's it'll violent. be very meh. Yeah, you know they have like with anything, WWE when they want to, they can be creatively genius. You know, they can really put on a good show when they want to. Oh, God. Uh, They've got all the ingredients to bake great cake, but ultimately it ends up being very, very flat. Yep. You know, with the draft, the draft can be a fantastic event. You can make something really watchable out of it. Whether it's a one night pay per view style event where you really don't know what's going to happen, you have to watch or you're going to miss out kind of a scenario to where for the last few drafts, it's been Steph coming out and reading a bunch of names. Um, in apparently no discernible order um, where you have people being drafted higher or lower than anyone would ever suggest and this probably goes back to Natalia not wanting to be on the <laughs> the one dollar tier but like ultimately that's where you have things when you're making a draft because it puts the onus on the person drafting to add value to people no, the value is subjective, obviously, to them and their show. But because they have a draft order, they have to prioritize people over others. That's what makes it interesting. There's no logic to how they draft people on this. Oh. At least give out about the rankings and AW all you want, whether they mean anything good or mean anything bad. At least they're there and they're yeah. earned and justified. Yep. The shit we see in WWE is to why someone gets drafted over another one or why people get title matches before other people people winning championship contenders matches and not getting a championship match a lot of bollocks a big pile of make shite. it make sense and people will enjoy it a lot an awful lot more a big steam and pile of dicky mm-hmm. and nobody likes that except uh, Mammy gordo i know hey <laughs> that fuck fuck off <laughs> uh before we go on to wednesday night wrestling uh SummerSlam 2022 is rumored to be coming to the uk gordo Will we uh, pack up the alleged wrestling podcast bus and head on over? I think AWP on tour happening. Yeah, AWP in London again. Last time was only myself and Boski. But uh, mm. for something like SummerSlam, I think we might be able to get the full band, would we? I think so. Uh, rumours is that it's going to be in the um, Principality Stadium oh, in Principality Cardiff. Principality in Cardiff instead. It's not even Wembley, sure. Yeah, I well, potentially. They ha- they have, nothing has been confirmed, obviously, but the rumour is that it's potentially in Cardiff because they have a roof and it's, a, an, I think, a 70,000-seater stadium with a roof, so they can really make a big, grandioso event out of it. Yeah. But it is uh, 30 years since Wembley. Uh, SummerSlam 92. 
could they potentially bring it back to Wembley and chance it over there and hope it doesn't rain? In a ba- if they do, surely you have to get fucking uh, Harry Smith on your TV a bit more over the next fucking 12 months. Well, apparently he's been signed since Mania, but where is he? Yeah. You know, surely, like, imagine if get him on TV and, you know, get him actually, that he can be somewhat involved. If you're if you're running Wembley, especially. Yeah. Like, you surely you can't have the 30-year anniversary of that in Wembley and not have him be on that card somewhere. Um, yeah. Fuck I'd it, go, I'm going, going to it either way, like, because it'd oh, be yeah. piss up. Oh, fuck yeah. We're going on tour either way. Like, uh, we're all and going on our summer holidays. And let's be honest, like, it's usually on the end of August, tying in nicely with the start of the Premier League season. So, hell yeah, we'll get a game or two in. Yes. Info. Actually, World Cup uh, season. It might be starting earlier. Oh, fuck yeah. They have to change it up, don't they? Yeah. Fucking. Oh. Abu Dhabi World Cup. Fucking weird Qatari fucking. I have to. So, uh, yeah. We're all going to Craig's for a cup of tea, lads. Yep. Lovely stuff. And when you say cup, we mean like a couple of cans, right? Cup of, ca- cup of cans. Cup of haters. Cup of haters over here. <laughs> what do we got over here? Cup of haters. Ah, oh, Steve's not even here to appreciate the fucking Enzo references. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, who is here now? Leo Rush. Way. Da, 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 da. He's unretired and he's talking about financial stuff. Why? I don't know. It was a baby step away from talking about crypto. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I'm all for, you know, trying to give people characters and backstories and all that sort of stuff. Um, but this one just seems a little bit odd. Yeah, it was a strange one. I didn't. Um, Gordo, I'm going to annoy you slightly. Oh, be careful. And I'm going to go out on a limb and say that on Dynamite this week, I saw the best ever 16-man tag match I've ever seen in my life. Well, the only ever 16-man tag match you've seen in your life? It's the only one I remember. But even if I didn't, and even if I did see other ones in the past, when Negative One came out with a rolled-up bunch of papers and threw it at Evil Uno, man, I bawled. Yeah. That was fucking emotional shit. Yeah. Uh, yeah, no, I actually I, I liked this. Um was really paying a huge amount of, te- of attention when it came to the actual wrestling point of it. I, I, until the final sequence when that poor young fella got seven shades of shit kicked out of him from everybody. Uh <laughs> was it Jorah Joel or whatever his name was? Yeah. Um, he got the shit kicked out of him. Uh yeah. for the closing sequence. I was kind of in and out. I, I didn't watch did I watch that in my life? Oh I did. <laughs> Did I? Well done. Proud of you, Gordo. I just this, can't remember. Yeah, I can't remember what I watched It didn't need to be 16-man, for example. You didn't need to have Orange Cassidy in the match, but obviously that tied in with the, the HFO's the match HFO with um, Steve's favourite wrestler, Jack Evans, on Friday Night Rampage. So that's happening tonight in the Hair versus Hair match. Rampage. So fair enough that they used that to tie it all in together, but ultimately this was just a Dark Order redemption angle. Yeah. And like Gordo said, that poor George all on his dynamite debut took the living beating of his life it was um, like four or five finishers i think in the fucking closing sequence like it was one of my favorite things that dynamite has ever given us is the combination moves from john silver and alex reynolds they hit a sequence of six moves almost perfectly every time they're in a match 
Uh, I think it's like a mix between like a stunner German suplex. And, oh, yes, another yeah. And and then that flew nicely into Uno's and Grayson's finisher as well. Just such good shit. Yeah, it was it was perfect, and we had the nice little emotional moment after it. You know, the, the makeup and mm-hmm. it was simple. Yeah, I'm kind of surprised we didn't see Hangman come back, but. In a way, I'm glad he wasn't there for this show because this was all about uh, Negative One and Amanda Huber coming out. Yeah, I, ha- I haven't heard got me. Oh, yeah. That got me. That got me in the feels. Um, just having her actually be on screen involved was like, fuck. Mm-hmm. And two weeks in a row, Dynamite kicked off with Punk's music coming out, followed immediately by All About the Boom. Cold baby, and ironically, this week it was followed up by Jungle Boy's music. So the three <laughs> top tier music entrance musics in AEW back to back to back. Give me that every week, and I'll be fucking delighted. Sing it, 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 it didn't have Taz there singing along to Jungle Boy's music, though. That's all I ever want every time I hear it. It's <laughs> Taz trying and failing to sing along to Jungle Boy's music. Uh, and yeah. So Aaron Anderson kills people, <laughs> allegedly. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ. I don't know if we need to use it allegedly, but we're going to use it allegedly anyway, just to cover our asses on this. Oh, um, no, I would pay you €5.27 Euro to try break into Aaron Anderson's car. Um, no. No, I will not. For €7.93. No, for fear of my own life, I will not. Okay, a, a slab of Dutch. Deal. <laughs> Sucker. <laughs> I would have paid two slabs. <laughs> Fuck. Can I take it back? <laughs> uh, this came out of nowhere, uh, and I loved every second of it. Oh, Aaron. So basically he said that um, Cody's a pussy, and that he's a loser, and he doesn't like associating himself with losers. Yeah, and something to do with putting bullets in, lads. Um, yeah, he said that if, um, if someone... If someone tried to break into a car that Cody was driving, Cody would say, I'm sorry, please don't hurt me, take the car. Whereas if someone tried to do that to Aaron Anderson, he'd reach down, pull the lock, put it to his head and spray his brains all over the floor. Holy fuck, I've, I was not expecting to hear that on pro wrestling television in 2021. Nope. Nope. Uh, Aaron, just, just don't talk. Um, how much of this got cleared with Tony Khan before he went out because I have a feeling that's not the sort of thing that he would have cleared I am fucking okay with that I'm okay with it but uh, for some reason I think Tony might not be Um, Um, this is obviously well especially after didn't they do like a charity for Fight for the Fallen for like victims of gun violence in Jacksonville yes I have not heard about that in the last three days since the show, and I'm shocked. I thought that was the first thing I was going to hear about when I heard this promo. Yeah, no, no, there's uh, yeah, no, nobody's really said much about it. Um, that's because all the media are shills, aren't they? And they're all, yeah, the, they're all the fucking payroll, fucking SRS, get off of WWE and AEW payroll, fucking <laughs> biased, so biased towards both companies. Don't know how that works, but he is because he's on the payrolls. Go to put uh, your fantasy booking hat on and tell me how this makes sense. What's going to happen here between Cody and Aaron? 
have lost Gordo? No, no I'm trying to think. Um, who turns heel? Who stays face? Oh, Cody. Cody's going heel. You got. You got to lean into them booze. This like, if this is a play to get people cheering Cody, that's not going to fucking work. People cheered for Aaron saying he's splattered people's fucking. He's splattered lads' skulls all over the fucking floor. Like that. I sincerely hope you're right, but. Right now, because I'm I'm fearful of the way WWE books things and Cody's a product of WWE, that they're going to just continue trying to force the Cody face run. Yeah, I'm worried uh, of it, especially with the TV show coming out. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I I hope it's a Cody heel turn, but I again, likewise, I'd be worried of where they're actually going to go with it. Do you reckon that maybe within the next maybe two to three weeks that a build up of pressure on Cody and he finally snaps and attacks Iron? I think is probably the most logical way to do it. Oh yeah, he's yeah he's he's Iron is taking a bump off of Cody at some point definitely. Because the way he was kind of phrasing that promo was like that uh, Cody's too much of a pussy to stand up for himself. That he'd rather sit down and stay safe than fight for it, you know. And ultimately, that's what pushes him over the edge, and you know. Maybe Aaron enjoys the fact that Cody has snapped and is becoming this kind of badass kind of character. And they both end up turning heel as a kind of a group. And then they have a good heel run together. Yeah. That could work. Um, But credit to to Shoddy Lee Johnson in this match. He looked good. This was the first time I saw him in a match and I thought, he's progressing. Something there. Yep. 100%. Just even the finish of that match was very, very good. And, you know, Dante Martin, what is he, 21? 20 even? He's ridiculous. He is fucking ridiculous. And even hearing Punk fucking go on about him on commentary, rightfully I, so. Uh, I don't like comparisons like this, but he's the next Will Ospreay. You know, someone who has the physical abilities to be such a great high flyer and so comfortable. You know, you look at the way he moves and flips and dives. Everything looks so natural to him. He doesn't yeah. look forced or he doesn't. He looks like he could see a move on TV or on a monitor and just go out and do it straight away. I he doesn't it. need to do a trial run or anything like that. He just he sees the movement. He understands the, the mechanics and the physics of what he has to do and is just able to do it naturally, instinctively. And if he can put on a little bit of mass, a la how Osprey has done, Give him a couple of years development and develop a character and personality. Man, he could be a fucking top tier talent. Yeah, cannot argue any better. That. Um, he just he, he makes it all look way too easy. Um, yeah, if he keeps going, he's going to be a fucking huge, huge fucking star for him. Um, yeah, he just every match he's in, just your guaranteed excitement from it, which is what you want especially you're back in front of crowds now he's the perfect kind of mm-hmm. person to be, un- to be unleashing on these crowds um, and yeah, they put him in a tag up. team with uh, Matt Seidel as well so at least they can eat a few pins without impacting him too much yeah you can protect him you can mm-hmm. yeah you can really protect him well um, and leave him get his shit in as well and he's learning from someone who was obviously when he was coming through was one of the biggest and best high flyers in the business as well so he's nearly the perfect person because Essentially, it's Seidel 10, 15 years ago is what Dante is now. So yeah. It's, it's perfect. Remember Evan Bourne back in the day. 
Oh, good Lord. Still the most perfect shooting star press in the history of the business, and I will fight anyone who says otherwise. Into the RKO. Oh, such good shit. <laughs> such good shit. Um, Anthony Green debuted, formerly of NXT. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, poor lad, he's a giant Sting fan. Don't think he will be anymore. Uh, <laughs> I think he did enough to get him back for another match on TV, though. Yeah, ah, he's very good, though. He and he's well able to sell and make anyone he's in there with look look yep. good. Um, I so loved I think, the diving crossbody and that he just bounced. bounced off of Mox and Kingston. It was so good. It was a perfect. It, it was just a perfect, uh, fucking reaction way to, to set up to the finish it was silly it was but it was just the right level of he went for something and if it was just one of them he might have hit it but the fact that he was hitting off the two of them he yeah he wasn't gonna be able to knock over both of them. you don't expect a guy that mm. size to knock over two guys the size of the two boys so yeah it's it just, uh it worked it worked how so you good. see punk sitting up uh before the coffin drop yeah little Simple. things that make sense yeah, they done they done good. I thought he, done, he had a really good show, and obviously we all knew exactly what was going to happen. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, it was a nice setup for the finish, and yeah, Mox and Kingston get the win, baby. Well, with Derby, obviously as well. And uh, yeah, then after the match, he got hit with. I think it was after the match he got hit with mm-hmm. a scorpion death drop. Then as well. To be fair, from, uh, like from his hero, I'd, I'd take a, a scorpion death drop from Sting. Any oh day fuck week. yeah! Twice on Sundays. Fuck yeah! Just be able to fucking say yeah, I took a scorpion. It's like yeah, yeah. Uh, the token women's match of the night: Tay Conti and Anna Jay defeated Penelope Ford and the Bunny. Very, very, very botchy, botchy, botchy. I didn't think it was very botchy. No, well, it wasn't. It, it wasn't botchy. It wasn't smooth. Um, yeah, it was. It wasn't botchy, but it was clunky at times. Um, this, this is a match that perfectly illustrates that tag team wrestling is completely different art form to singles wrestling. Yeah. I thought I thought Bunny didn't have a good showing here. Yeah, but again, like I was very impressed with Bunny for the last six weeks. Uh, the singles yeah. matches she's had, she's worked very well. But working a tag match is completely different because you're not the center of attention all the time, and you need to be able to work and tell a story with three other people as opposed to just one. Yeah, and you can't uh, you can't phone it in if you think the camera is focused and elsewhere in the match. You have to always assume that the camera is always on you, which I think at times in this match she didn't. Taking the uh, was KO on the outside, wasn't it? Yeah, she. You could tell she stood way too upright. She didn't fucking throw it. Like, obviously, you're not saying I want you to get kneed in the fucking face, but you know, mm-hmm. she she wasn't doing much to sell it or to actually take it. It's yeah, it looked it, it looked a bit, uh, and it wasn't the only moment she had in it either. I think there was a kick as well where she was a bit out of place. Uh, DDT from it was a DDT. She didn't she didn't kick out of she didn't kick her legs out properly to take the DDT and it looked fucking awful. Yeah, um, and again, both of those, while not criminal offences, are just easy ones to do right. Yeah, and it's obviously easier for us to fucking say this sitting on a fucking podcast, but you know, if you're going to be on national TV doing the wrestling, then you know, do it right. It's also stuff we've seen her do right before, as well. Mm-hmm. So, like you know, it's not it's not a case of absolutely cruising her. Look, we know she's good. She just there was just something didn't quite hit in this match on this night for her. Yeah, um, yeah look, did they have a couple of people in there who are kind of quite green as well? Obviously, 
for as we said 27 matches for Anna is ridiculous mm-hmm. to be where she is and fair play to her uh, Penelope probably not that much more experienced I haven't seen much progression her though she was doing a good bit of indie stuff earlier on before all this happened before the pandemic and stuff just I'm not seeing progression with her I'm hoping she gets out and gets reps because she's yeah, got the look um, she's got the character she just needs to hone her shit a bit yeah I know to be fair look at it's 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 one of those things where it's it's easy to, to criticise but I, I have a funny feeling that they're looking to possibly bring in a women's tag title soon oh yeah it just feels like they're partnering up women to kind of build the them off, like for it yeah. yeah like to be fair Anna and uh Take on to kind of was an organic formation the way back one, when. Like, yeah, and that's been the bunny team together for the the women's battle royal. Uh, but they had obviously the the women's tag tournament classic invitational tournament queen of the ring thing. Queen of the last queen year. of the tag teams. Yes, uh, so they kind of got the feelers for it there, but they haven't really developed it too much since. No. I'm okay with it, but if if it means getting more women's matches on Dynamite, because there's enough women there, and they need to get a little bit more airtime. That's the thing. It's it's a case of it'd be great bringing in the titles, but by that logic, then does that mean you're going to be guaranteed you have two women's matches on every episode of Dynamite, which you have the roster there for it. You're just not mm-hmm. doing it anyway. Like yeah. realistically, whether their tag titles are there or not, they have enough for roster there. There should be two women's matches on, if not maybe not every Dynamite, because obviously I know. You see how the storylines go, but the majority of your dynamites should have at least two women's matches at this point. Mm-hmm. It's, it's there's enough women there with enough reps to even have sh- a short match and a decent length match. Yeah, like next week I think we're getting is it next week we're getting Sheeta, uh, Serena Deeb. Yes, please. My God, that match is gonna fuck. That's gonna be Dang. a fucking fantastic 10, 15 minute match. So what's the harm in throwing a quick, let's say, Anna J going over what the people that you normally just see get squashed on dark. Mm, exactly. What's the harm in front of a quick five minute of that in and then just, you know, you have a nice little moment to herself and tie to her little handshake and drink afterwards, happy days, bang, crowd have a bit of a pop, smile, everyone's happy, we go on to the next segment. Yeah. Realistically, like, you, you, could trim, you could trim some other stuff to fit in a second quick women's match. Exactly. The, the one criticism I would hold over Dynamite for the last month or so is that the shows feel a little bit rushed yeah. that you're often kind of rushing into the next segment and sometimes the main event seems to have gotten condensed as a result Yeah, because obviously you can only go two hours and if things drag on it's the last match that suffers a little bit of less is more kind of situation yeah instead of booking six matches every card book five and let them go a little bit longer and you know if you have extra time, then the main event goes longer. No one will ever yep. complain about that. No, no one will complain. No one will complain about a fucking main event, especially one like the one they had this week, getting an extra five minutes. Sammy, Sammy, Sammy. Oh, baby. This it was a good and beautiful way to, to beat Miro. Yep. It, it made sense. It was, again, it was easy, easy booking for them. You know, you, yeah. you have this guy who's... Who's hot? Who's over? And as we all know, Steve is obviously a big, huge fan of Sammy Guevara. He's ecstatic and delighted that he won the TNT title this week, and he is celebrating right now with many pints in his hand. Uh, so we all I heard know. That's why I heard that's why he's not here. He's just off celebrating Sammy winning the title. Yeah. 
I, I, I heard him say actually during the week on our pre podcast uh, meeting was that Sammy winning the TNT title will be bigger than Mayo ever winning in All Ireland. So, like, true, clearly true story. That, that's where we all know his loyalties lie. Yep. Sammy greater than Mayo. That's exactly what I heard Steve say. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Uh, See, we're breaking all match. the news here. And I think this hopefully frees Miro as well from kind of. Even though it's not a mid-card title, it's still kind of a mid-card title. It still um, feels a bit like... Yeah. Uh, so hopefully that frees Miro to potentially be in the ladder match next week. Uh, have you seen this? Have you heard about this? I heard they're having a ladder match, and I heard that there's a uh, joker for the ladder match. Exactly. Uh, oh, baby. What is the, the, the current state of affairs with... Um, non-competes so it looks like they're not going to be bringing in Murphy why uh, they just reckon they passed on him apparently I was reading somewhere I can't remember where earlier uh, apparently, it looks, apparently it looks like he's uh, it looks like he's uh, impact bound ah that door is open that's alright yeah, so he'll come, he'll come in that way, but I still would have liked to have seen him sign properly. But it is what it is. You know, just get that man back wrestling on my TV, please. Uh, Bo, the shout out of Hangman. Hangman makes sense for a bit to be a Hangman return there. Um, well, the, hang, the Joker is always someone who's new to the company. Am I correct in thinking that? Uh, they pretty much always have been, I think. But it'd be nice to have a surprise that's not. You know, have a return instead might be a nice way of doing it. Essentially, um, like, don't get me wrong, I'd love Hangman to be in it, and the Joker, who was previously unsigned, just for the, the, the surprise pop. Oh, yeah. Let's see. Bray, um, Bray is out. Bray is I think he's, to go. No, he's still under a non-compete. Or at least Weird. he was for this week, because there was a rumour, unofficial rumour, aka uh, Dave and SRS yeah. and the likes had to come out and categorically Same deny low. that Bray wasn't going to appear at Rochester this week because he was still under a non-compete. So unless he's managed to get out of that or it has ended before next week, it's not likely to be him. Not going to be, yeah. Uh, fuck it anyway. That would have been, that would have been tasty. Strowman's is up. Uh, don't know if I'd want to see Strowman in it now. I don't, but he is a possibility. Like I don't. This sounds. This is gonna sound bad, but it's it's one of my greatest dislikes with WWE. Not a criticism because it's very much a personal choice. I don't like the overly big competitors because it causes me to try and suspend my belief too much. Yeah. You know, if you got Braun Strowman in there with a Daniel Bryan, Bryan Danielson. Sorry. How am I supposed to believe that Bryan Danielson is going to beat Braun Strowman? Nope, it's not going to happen. Anything can happen in the World Wrestling Federation. No. No, 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 no. No. Um, what do you think? Maybe someone from Japan. Oh. G1 is nearly over, isn't it? Or is it over? I. Nikkei. Is the Nikki, G1 over yet? What's happening with the G1? Yeah, you're meant to be watching all of this for us. You're our official G1 yeah. in WGP. It's not like, you're, it's like you're fucking doing nothing else at the moment. Watch some G1. Yeah. <laughs> Get up off your hole. Not even half, not even half over. Oh, oh Jesus. sake. Okay. Jesus Christ. Who's in America from New Japan? William Osprey. Uh, 
Ooh. Oh, no, he's, no. Oh, he's, no, he's, what, he's in America UK. right now. He's no, back he's in, in the UK, I think. Is he not wrestling for RevPro shortly? That's no, next week. He's wrestling in RevPro the night after OTT. Oh. He's in New, he's in New York this week. Oh. Could you imagine the scenes if he turned up? Oh, boy. Oh, that's... Oh, there'd be scenes. Oh, there'd be all the scenes. Oh, I'd, I'd, I'd need a, a few moments. It's to be rigid. Like a not, button? Not even Bluetooth needed. Like, just fucking rigid. Hmm. Hand talks with the shout there. TNT Open Challenge yeah. next week. It's Sammy versus Robert Fish. Robert Fish. Yeah. I'm that'd okay with that. That match, that'd yeah. be a good match. Fish is fantastic. Um, yeah. Actually, did you see while you were watching the critically acclaimed roads to the top the backstage promo. promo with uh, Sammy and uh, Alan Angels and who's the other one? Uh, Fuego. Fuego, yes. And Dan Lambert and Men of the Year come out and kicked up a fuss. That, that was cool. Yeah, I'm liking, nice. I'm liking this Dan Lambert stuff now. Yeah, I've, I'm all for it. I've, yeah, it, it's, it, again, he's a bit of a heat magnet. He's going to get people booing him. Cool, I'm all for it. Mm. I just I just want people to be able to get heat. That's all I want. I don't want people to be cold. I like when people get a bit of heat. Um, do you know who wasn't getting much heat this week? Kenny Omega. His yeah. promo fell a bit flat, I thought, with Brian Danielson. Yeah, I... They could do. They could do well to start not having the full fucking elite out there for every promo. Um, I think having the Good Brothers, Cutler, Nakazawa, the full ensemble mm. there every time is diluting them a bit much. Um, yeah. I think if this was the route of just having maybe one of the Stooges, Kenny, the Bucks, and Cole, I think there's a lot more heat in that. I think. Yeah, having the two Stooges and the Good Brothers all in the one ring together with everything, just yeah, that just things a bit too much for my liking. I think the the Good Brothers should be part of the group, but very rarely on TV. Yeah, whereas they're you there know, every week now. Like, exactly, like they're contracted and they're the champions of a different company. So you know, have them there, a la how the Bullet Club transcended promotions back in the day. Yep. But you know, on AEW television, keep it to just the core. AEW roster. That's all they should need. And uh, Don Callis should always be the mouthpiece for Kenny. Oh yeah. Uh, yeah, that's what he's there for. Like, I thought Brian was trying to get more out of him, but I don't know if Kenny was able to. I don't know if this was the planned promo or whether this was just Kenny unable to think on the spot. But it didn't exactly hit home. Them off. It felt yeah. really disjointed between the two of them. Um, yeah. yeah. Look, it's. I don't know. I, I, I'm interested to see where they're going with Kenny yet. I don't want to see them go straight into this fucking match, uh, rematch straight away. Mm-hmm. I think that'll be a terrible idea and I don't think they will do it. No, but, uh, I don't think they will, yeah. Yeah, it was interesting to see the promo though and be like, okay, where are they actually going? What is actually next up for yeah. them? Like, uh, like, I enjoyed it up to the point of where Brian came out and they, they started the, the verbal jousting where Kenny was saying, no, you didn't. you couldn't beat me in the time so you're you know, you're not getting a rematch. Line, you're not getting a title match. Yeah, yeah that, that all made perfect sense. And that's the way we would have booked it ourselves. We, I think we even said as much. But yeah. it was when Brian came out and, you know, oh, you got no balls to, to challenge me again, blah, blah, blah. And it was like, 
okay, where are you going with this? What's the point yeah, of this? What's what's the point? Especially when in interviews recently he was talking about how you know he likes the idea of the ranking system and he respects it. Mm-hmm. So, but you can't do that, and then all you ever do is no, I want to face the champ, I want to face the champ, I want to face the champ. Yeah, they all want to face the champ, but yep. certain people have moved up the rankings to face the champ. Mm-hmm. So now, if he wins the the ladder match next week, fair enough. Yeah, you know. That, that that's the official route into being the number one contender right now, as opposed to the rankings. Fair enough. But that, again, like you said, because he didn't win, even if I, he wanted to call it a championship contenders match or whatever eliminator match, then he's got no claim. Yeah, he's he's he's, he's got no claim other than the fact of ah, oh, the champ couldn't beat me in thirty minutes. Neat, yeah. you couldn't beat him either. That's not much of a claim to have, like so. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see where it goes. I'm assuming, I'm hoping it was just to set up the match with Nick Jackson for tonight, and then hopefully we can kind of transition Debray off to even have like a sub feud with other members of the Elite for a while. Totally cool with that. But going to a tight team with Punk. Yeah, him, him and Punk against him, Punk and someone else against fucking Cole in the box or something. You know, just some, just anything like that, mm-hmm. and have it be a chance to elevate someone else. You know. Um, I don't know. I don't know who you throw into it, but put someone in. Yeah, just have someone be a third in there with them that they see big things for, and have him be the guy. Exactly. Like, like if if he was free, like a Darby would be perfect for that role. But obviously, he's doing his own thing. But someone new, up and coming kid that can get the rub. I was thinking Pillman. Uh, I'm. He's still too green, but I, I was thinking he's still too green from the offense side of it, offense and character side. His selling is fantastic. Mm. Uh, but you know, but that but that kind of level is what I'm talking about. Someone who's yeah. at that kind of level where like we can use this and have him be having him being in there with the lads is kind of to bring him along situation. Yeah. So exactly. yeah, look, it'd be interesting to see where it goes. They set things up nicely. It's the usual sort of stuff with them. They're in a good spot. They just need to not fuck it up. And you know, I don't think they will. They'll they'll sort it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Bo with the show out there. Daniel Garcia, that kind of person. Uh, obviously, yeah. he's healed. But as Bo said, but yeah, that kind of level of. Who's the guy to bring in there and bump up and bring up? And that's that's the sort of person mm-hmm. I feel like. Yeah. Yeah. Gordo, what was your uh, best match of the week? Oh, fuck. Um. Oh, I'm probably gonna have to say AJ versus Riddle from Raw. I have not seen it, but I would not fight you on it just knowing the two people that are in the match. It, it feels weird saying a Raw match, but that match fucked. <laughs> yeah, I, I can't imagine a, a world or a multiverse or whatever you want to call it where these two are in a ring and it doesn't hump. Yeah, and they, yeah, wrestling porn, borderline wrestling porn. Deliverance with a shout out of Fall Guys and Can's Redemption. Uh, that was That was show of the week. Exactly. That's that. That's a that's a lock for show of the week. Ooh, it's a big lock. That's a big lock, all right. <laughs> yeah, what you got for your own best match? For for the pop and the feels, it's the sixteen man tag on Dynamite. I did not anticipate that one. Oh, oh, why? Why must you hurt me so? <laughs> like, if I could give segment to this, I would. But because it happened in the match, oh. I, I'm I'm going to rule myself out on on a technicality. Oh, uh, if if I to take that one out of the equation, 
Um, I'd actually give it to a match that we didn't even talk about, um, but Adam Cole and Jungle Boy. That was the first one until I, until I thought of the match from Raw because I normally don't think of Raw when it comes to good matches. Mm. Um, until I thought of that match, I was going to give it to this. Uh, Jungle Boy and Cole had a very good match. Um, yep. Yep. Uh, it was a good dirty finish as well. Yeah. Uh, one where you actually even even you couldn't criticize the officiating for it. No, I I I will say I have no problem with dirty finishes. Exactly. I have just I have right. I have I have problems with shit dirty finishes. Yes, yes, yes. And I, I unfortunately, like they they have a history of when they do their dirty finishes right, they're perfect. When they do them wrong, they stink up the joint. Yep. And you can do it in such a way that you don't shit all over your ref. You see, Deliverance's wife loves it to go dirty finish. Apparently, uh, well, your girthiness, uh, fair play to you. Kudos to you, sir. I doff my cap to you. I've got uh, Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, look, I said, you, you can do a dirty finish in such a way that it doesn't bury your referees. Uh, and finishes like this is how you do it. Uh, whereas some of the other ones I've done over the last couple of years is not how you do it. So this one, I'm all on. I'm all in on it. I'm cool with it. So what was your worst match of the week? Uh... uh, uh uh, hey, oh, hey, which which match did I hate the most? Um, I know you're probably going to go with the Battle of Roman, but I won't. Uh, no, I wouldn't. Uh, I wouldn't Charlotte, that. Charlotte Alexa. Uh, what was with the foaming? Uh, she threw an Alka-Seltzer in her mouth to leave it fucking dissolved properly so you could still see the Alka-Seltzer on her tongue when she opened her mouth. Oh, boy. Yep, she fucked it. <laughs> um, trying to think what other bad matches were there. Um, I, because I skipped it and because it involved Veer pinning Ali, Jinder and the fucking... The Jinder and the Jinderettes versus Jeff Mansour and Mustafa is up there. Uh, hey, or uh, Reggie Ricochet ended in a DQ for the 24-7 title. <laughs> Boa and Andre Chase, maybe? I feel, I feel bad saying an NXT one because I'm, I've reclassified them as developmental now. So that, it's, was, it's like, that wasn't a good match, though. I know, but again, it's because like it, you're not comparing apples with apples here. Yeah. You know, if you're saying that the best match was arguably, say, Jungle Boy and Adam Cole, I can't use the same measuring stick to compare that to Boa and Andre Chase. Yeah, no, they're very different sharks in that regard, aren't they? Yeah, so I think from now on, me personally, I'm just going to focus on WWE main roster and AEW first. So, yeah, it's like it's like if, if they have one that's worthy of best match, you can probably give it a call out. But when it comes to worst matches, it kind of feels like, well, yeah, we're not expecting their matches to be earth shattering. Like, so now, based on that, Nikki Ash defeating Natalia on SmackDown last week. I forgot the SmackDown even happened last week. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's a good shout. That's a fucking good shout. Best segment of the week. Are we just going to call it the Aaron Anderson Award this week? Um, Aaron Anderson honourable mention to both Tony D'Angelo and the Braun Breaker video packages yeah 
Thronebreaker's video package was fucking fantastic. If you want a friend, go get a dog. What a line. <laughs> uh, tell oh, me honeymoon. The honeymoon. Jesus, how can we forget the honeymoon? Oh, no. uh, Natalia. Take the amount of condoms. Take the amount of condoms he had. I'm Natalie and Brulee all over the place. Yep, full on Natalie. Much probably like Indy might have been after that. That amount of condoms were used. Uh, I, I'm going to give it a tie. I genuinely can't pick one over the other. Aaron Anderson yeah. and the honeymoon. honeymoon. Honeymoon and Aaron for for very different reasons. I laughed at both of them, but for very different reasons. <laughs> there was a very nervous laugh to the Aaron segment. If I could give the worst segment award to being the worst moment of the week, it would 100% be the rope break for Balor. Uh, hey, different types of shooting on the boat. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, worst segment. Uh, fuck. There has to be something terrible. Do you know what? I'm going to break my own rules. Rope breaking from Balor is the worst segment of the week. Uh what was your one lash something or other <laughs> yes I needed to talk about this lash legacy that was terrible oh boy this was who told you it was mo- open mic night bitch oh seg- segment of the week Joe Gacy yeah that's in the nomination that's, it, that's in the nomination yeah, no yeah. but it's in the nominations um, cause, just because it's the opposite of what this segment was Joe Gacy yeah, it, good this nah yeah, yeah. To stick to the rules, worst segment is definitely Lash Legacy or whatever you want to call it. Uh, but I'm breaking the rules and c- going to give it to the worst moment of the week, which was the rope break on Extreme Rules. I'm, I'm gonna, I'm just gonna go all in Lash Legacy. Oh god, awful! <laughs> it was like, wrestler, wrestler of the week. Um, yeah. Ooh. Tony D'Angelo. Hey, Weekly, oh. in a row. Um, I don't know why part of me is wanting to say Big E, even though I haven't seen the main event at all. Um, ooh, Sammy Guevara. Hey, yeah, Sammy. Sammy's a good shout. Uh, nah, fuck it, negative one. Ah, you love to see it. Yeah, he got, he got, he got, he got everyone in the fields. Plus Negative he got a one. good feel when he got that hug off Tay. Yeah, so. he did. Some man. Yeah. Oh, he's going to be sorted when he hits 15. Oh, God, yeah. <laughs> and as but we've yeah. already decided, the show of the week was Fall Guys and Cans Redemption. Yep. Fall Guys and Cans Redemption all day. Take us home, Gordo. Yeah. Uh, first of all, Steve, enjoy editing this, you fucker. Um, hope the hangover is worth it. So if people want to get more of us at the Alleged Wrestling Podcast, you're going to get us on all your favorite podcast apps. So iTunes, Google Podcasts, Spotify, SoundCloud, wherever you're listening now, you're going to get us each and every week. So please make sure to come back and check us out next week. You'll also find us over on WrestlingSoup.com, along with the Wrestling Soup guys themselves and a fistful of other podcasts. Come join, check them out on there. Please make sure to check out the Soup guys themselves. They've always been absolutely incredible to us. Um, also, shout out to our friends over at Canvas Theory, www. <laughs> Oh, is that going to give Steve another audio track he has to edit? If so, that's going to be yes, fucking beautiful. <laughs> Just for that one bit. That is fucking marvellous. What a run. Uh, yeah, oh, the ultimate run. And last minute cash in his Money in the Bank briefcase. Um, if you want to cash in a promo code, you can cash in with the promo code AWP at canvastheory.com to get 10% off your entire order. 
yeah, you can also check us out over on Twitter. It's at the AW pod. You'll find a link to our discord. Where you can come join in our live fun when we record the podcast each and every week. And you'll also find us over on Twitch. We, the lads might be streaming this weekend. I don't know, but it's twitch.tv forward slash the AWP. Give us a follow over there. Cost nothing to drop a follow. And if you turn on notifications, you get notifications every time we go live. Hey, we did it. We did, <laughs> we did. We did a thing. We did a thing. It didn't break. I don't think we've done anything worthy of getting ourselves record, uh, cancelled. Um, but ultimately, we all decided that Steve's a bollocks. But yeah. he's our bollocks. He is. He's our bollocks. Um, yeah, I kind of feel like we need to say something controversial here in the show. But all I can hear is this weird sound in the distance. Like, of, is that, oh, it's that Tugger. Mm. <gasps> uh oh, Tugger's whistle. You know what that means? Tugger's whistle's blowing. Means we must be going. No more Russell crowing for you. But now don't you start to whine. I'll see you again next time. Cause there's plenty of more of fighting left to do. Making movies, making songs, and fight around the world. See you next time, everybody. <laughs>